Hey guys, this is Mike and welcome to the Pilot's Talk Technique Podcast. In this series, we'll discuss the most common misconceptions regarding aviation technique and theory circulating in the Philippines and go back to the books to discover why these are wrong. And thereafter, we'll discuss what's actually correct to make us all better and safer pilots. On this episode, we'll discuss angle of attack and what it really means and why sometimes some people have a hard time understanding the concept. We'll also discuss how it's often misinterpreted by students and seasoned pilots alike. Alright, so we're going to kick off pilots talk technique by discussing an item or a topic that should be deeply ingrained in the minds of pilots, something that they should have a full understanding of or a full grasp of, but it wouldn't be surprising if you came across a pilot, whether a student or somebody licensed like a commercial or an instructor, that are still under the misinterpretations or misconceptions regarding angle of attack, sometimes misinterpreting it as pitch angle or climb angle. Yes, there will be instances where your AOA, or there may be instances where your AOA angle of attack is the same as pitch angle or climb angle, but this is not a universally correct statement. We're not blaming these people. We will uh, simply correct the misinterpretations and get down to what is causing the confusion. So going back to our trailer, this is a quick disclaimer. We will be talking about technical stuff in this series of podcasts. So if the notion of technical jargon and uh, technical conversation is already intimidating you, this might be the time to steer away. Uh, don't say it and warn you. But if you want to stick around and want to fully understand angle of attack, if you've always had difficulty with it, then thank you for that. And I encourage you to throw your hands up into the air and visualize with your hands what we're trying to explain through this. Remember, pilots talk with their hands. It always helps. So let's get down right to it. Let's first start with what angle of attack is defined as. One of the most common definitions that you'll come across with resources or publications is that it is the angle between the chord line and the relative wind. Okay, let's deconstruct further. Chord line is simple enough. We all know that it's the line, the straight line connecting the leading edge to the trailing edge of any airfoil. Now let's go to relative wind, and this is where I feel most of the confusion stems from. I believe that when a student misinterprets angle of attack as pitch angle or climb angle, this is because relative wind wasn't properly explained to them. Maybe the student or that pilot only thinks that the relative wind can only come from in front of you and in a horizontal fashion, in a level fashion, which is false. Let's define relative wind. You know, books will define it or some people will define it to you as the uh, the wind, quote unquote, that travels parallel to and in the opposite direction of the flight path. Now, if it were up to me to rewrite the books, this entire podcast or the discussion regarding this could be instantly shortened if we just redefined angle of attack as the angle between the chord line and the flight path. Because when you put it on paper, the relative wind, if you reduced it to a singular line and removed the arrowhead so we completely ignore direction, 
it's essentially the same line as your flight path. If the airplane was moving straight through the air in a level fashion, the relative wind would be coming at you straight as well, just coming from the opposite direction. If the airplane, um, and this is, this is the time when you put your hands in the air, put your hands level and imagine it falling straight down. Your palm is falling straight down to the earth. Your palm is now an imaginary wing and its path, its flight path, is straight down. So obviously your relative wind is coming from the, from the earth, shooting at you straight up. Now, the reason why relative wind is a little tricky was discussed as far back as 1944 by a gentleman named Wolfgang Languish in his book, Stick and Rudder, An Explanation of the Art of Flying. And in the first chapter, he already goes into angle of attack and relative wind and why using the term relative wind has its drawbacks. And here's why. Relative wind is actually not wind. So why do they call that? Uh, and that's one of the things that language points out in chapter one of the book. So if at this point you're kind of questioning your understanding of relative wind, let's put it in this context. And this is how language describes it in his book. Imagine a calm day where there's no wind to be found anywhere and you're standing somewhere. Now you start jogging in one direction. What would you feel? would feel this sort of breeze hitting your face and your body, correct? Now, when you stop jogging, that sort of breeze goes away. That breeze that you felt is relative wind. It isn't like the conventional definition of wind, which is air moving from one place to another. That sort of breeze that you felt is due to you moving through the air. You're meeting the air and that's why you feel that wind. Now you can also demonstrate this by just using your hand, extend your arms outwards with your palms facing forward and you move your hand forward really fast. You would feel a sort of breeze against your hand, right? That is your relative wind. Relative to the hand, it feels the flow of air. It feels wind. But relative to the rest of your body, there is no wind. And that's why it's called relative wind. And this is exactly what Languish was talking about when he said that relative wind was improperly named, thus causing confusion. Which is why I would prefer the other definition of angle of attack, which is the angle between the chord line and the flight path. Put even simpler, angle of attack can be thought of as the angle between where the wing is and where it is going. Just because the wing is pointed in a specific direction doesn't mean it's going to go there all the time. The wing could be angled upwards a little bit but still fly straight through the air. It can be pointed upwards a little bit and descend through the air. Or it could even be pointed a little bit downwards and fly level through the air as in fast cruise. Now that angle you produce between where the wing is and where the wing is going is your angle of attack. With all this talk regarding angle of attack, what does it really lead to or why is it so important? Well, the lack of a complete understanding of angle of attack is what causes or is one of the primary causes why pilots get into inadvertent stalls. We all know that a stall occurs if you exceed the critical angle of attack of an airfoil. Uh, it doesn't matter what your airspeed is or your power setting is or your pitch angle or attitude is, 
an airplane will always stall at the same angle of attack. So a good mental exercise I give to students when we're discussing principles of flight during their ground school is giving them this scenario. If you had an airplane that was pointed straight down to the earth with full throttle and a high airspeed, can you make it stall? Think about that for 10 seconds. So with every batch of students I've handled, there's always going to be at least one that will tell you, no, you can't make the airplane stall because of the conditions you said. Then you pose the question, well, what happens if you pull back on the stick? See, the problem with that is no matter how fast or how hard you pull back on the stick, the momentum of the airplane will prevent it from changing its path instantly. For a moment, it will still be pointed downwards and you're increasing the angle of attack by pulling back on the stick. Where the wing is, where it's going, the more you pull, the bigger that angle of attack, and once you reach the critical angle of attack, you will stall. So if you've ever had difficulty understanding what angle of attack really is, hopefully this podcast helps shine some light on it. If not, feel free to contact me and I'd be glad to discuss it with you a little further, give you a few examples until you understand what angle of attack really is. If you like this podcast, please do show some appreciation by liking the Instagram page or following the, the Spotify page or the Anchor FM page and share it to your friends, you know, your, your friends that are also pilots in the aviation industry that um, maybe you've had a conversation with them where they were explaining angle of attack incorrectly. Now would be the time to try to correct them so that ultimately we all become better and safer. Because when you think about it, there's a very minimal impact in the overall scheme of things if you just try to be safer on your own. But when you encourage other people to be better and safer, then it emanates into the entire industry or the entire sector. So that ends the very first episode of Pilot's Talk Technique. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending like 10 minutes of your day listening to this. If you enjoyed this, do share it with your friends and colleagues or even family. A new episode of Pilot's Talk Technique comes out every Thursday night. So in the meantime, fly safe, be your best self, and remember, airplane owners talk maintenance, pilots talk technique. See you guys.